Hello, and welcome to Undrafted Sports AFL Podcast, the podcast for anyone who didn't hear their name called on draft day. Get in touch with the guys on Facebook, on Twitter, with the handle Undrafted Sport, or visit them at UndraftedSport.com. Any comments, questions, all that leading team's 360-degree feedback. Undrafted want to know what you think. Now, over to you guys. Shut up and sit down. Beautiful, thank you, Ron. Welcome back to Undrafted Sports Apple Podcast for another edition. It's uh, Monday, 31st of August, the last day of winter, thank God, and we've just completed round 22, round 23 to go before a big finals campaign. My name's Jacob, and with me today, I have Ryan. G'day, mate. How are we? Hello, mate. Good, thanks. Just us two today, no Brock, so... We'll uh, have to keep the conversation flowing without the man that likes to dominate the mic. So, how amazing was the preparation for this? Oh, Just ran most... smoothly. <laughs> that was the most efficient uh, session we've ever had so far. So, I must admit, I really miss his nasally voice already. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of reason, as some may say, he definitely gets the most feedback out of all of us. So, I don't He's know if it's a good or <laughs> oh, shots fired early. We'll, uh, we'll have to see how that pans out. All right, um, so. What did you think of the weekend of footy in general, mate? It was a pretty bland round, apart from the surprise on Friday night, with uh, Collingwood doing it easily in the end over Geelong by 48 points. Oh, I think there actually were a couple of surprises. I don't know, my Benny account definitely saw a few surprises come in. Did you? I did all right this weekend. Did you? Yeah. 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 Well, we all started at Geelong versus Collingwood, because that's where my multi was ruined. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, who was it? Crambet saw it coming, because they... Boosted the odds on the Geelong Port Adelaide Richmond multi to three bucks. Did you jump on that one? No, I think I'm the one betting account. Yeah, and uh, well, I obviously didn't like Geelong, and with good reason. I mean, as soon as I saw Trav Cloak out, I was like, "Geez, Geelong at home." Yeah. Collingwood would have got no chance, and then half an hour later, they're up by fifty points. Yeah, having Darcy Moore just bouncing around helps. Yeah, I mean, Geelong just looked really off the pace. They weren't ready to play. I don't know whether they got caught up in the Daniel Menzel hype or what the case was, but they just weren't ready. Well, we'll touch on Menzel before we launch into what is going to be a pretty big story for the Cats. It was great to see Menzel. Like, that is the, one of the feel-good stories of the year. Yeah, it was an absolutely amazing story. It was hard to hard to comprehend what was it playing out in front of your eyes, the way the way it happened. I mean, he had the first shot at goal, which he missed, but then yeah. did manage to kick a goal in the first quarter and then just went from strength to strength. I mean, that mark he took in the third quarter was just unbelievable. Got everyone in their seats. Like it's, uh, everyone always says when they come back from injury, the second games are hardest, so we'll see how he goes this weekend, but just a good, feel-good story. That's true, and I actually heard, I think it was Gary Lyon on the Saturday Rub said, look, if I was Geelong now that their season's over, I would just not play him. Pull him out, don't play him. Don't risk him something happening, him hurting himself, and just give him a full preseason, build the hype up off the back of that four goal game, and you know build the excitement back down at Geelong. That's actually a really smart idea. Mm. I like that. Yeah, really it, was, like that. it was very left field when I was thinking about it. I was like, geez, that's, that's why, why the hell would you do that? And then he went ahead and explained it, and it was perfectly logical. It makes good sense. So And, and make some room for the, the blokes that have fight for their spot on the. Uh... Yeah, because there's going to there's going to be some tough decisions they're going to have to make. So it's, I think you should purely play 22 blokes that are on the fringe. That's yeah. probably the most beneficial way to approach this round. So let's talk about them. Um, so how many have we identified? We've got at least seven. Yeah. So these guys have been spoken about a lot. Um, so there's, well, actually, 
after today, the first big one to go. Did you see that news, mate? No. Sam Blaise, he's uh, announced his retirement, so that's one that they can cross <laughs> off that list. Oh, he was going to cause some headaches with it. Yeah, the, as I've said now, the uh, Geelong era is truly over. So yeah. <laughs> Don't one, be surprised if someone else convinces him to come out of retirement and just jump <laughs> Well, you know, he could just put over a premiership contender. So yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, in all seriousness, that's one well, That's one off their list uh, to go with both Rivers and Hamish McIntosh, who have all retired. So, so three off the list. Three okay. spots that they've already opened up. And, then and How many do you have to get rid of a year? It's three, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, it depends how many picks that you want to make in the draft, and I think it's a compulsory at least three picks. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they've got the compulsory. So we'll, we'll start with Stevie J. He's probably, actually probably the most difficult one, so we may as well start with him. <laughs> he looks cooked. I don't know if it's just me or he looks like he's aged the most rapidly of any footballer ever in existence. Just looks deteriorated like a grumpy old man out in the field. I don't know what, what it is with him. Yeah, I guess... It was always going to happen when, with his magic, the way he plays, it's very risky when it's not coming off and, and they're not winning. Yeah. Like, the, the hammer just comes down on him pretty yeah. hard. So, I don't know. It was summed up pretty well by that chase down tackle from uh, Shane Savage last week against yeah. the Saints. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just looked over one shoulder, didn't look over the other, and two seconds later, he was flat, just didn't do a typical Stevie J style, just walking into an open goal. I, I don't think they'd give him another contract. But I, I think he could play well at another club, just as a, as that small forward, like fourth goal-kicking option, third goal-kicking option. Agreed. I don't think Geelong will offer him a contract, and I think that's probably the best decision to make. So the ball's in his court, whether he wants to walk off one more time down at Skilled Stadium as an out-and-out champion of Geelong, or if he thinks he's still got another year or two left in him. And then I, I think that what will happen is a club will offer him a contract with a coaching a coaching aspect, yeah. Whether be, whether it be this year or in the coming years, similar to like a uh, a Daniel Cross role at Melbourne, or who was it that went up with James McDonald at GWS? Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Um, he's also bringing out a book. He's pen, putting pen to paper, so already, yeah. So well, that's usually a telltale sign. That's, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a pretty sure sign that he's going. Yeah. In hindsight, he really should take him that GWS deal. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to think that that was on the table 12 months ago. Unbelievable. What was, how many years was it? It was, it was three years. Three or four year deal. That's three years. Big yeah. bucks. Jeez, Christ. He'd be haunting that decision. But, uh, Do you think? Hindsight's would, 2020. Would they offer him another? They'd be a club that would gladly have him on the list, right? Yeah, I think they'd have to drop their price and probably the years that they offered additionally. But, but, but great for them. They're going to get their man in a bargain price. Yeah, but is he their man still? I mean, what? Were they more hoping to get him as a player or as a coaching mentor type They could get him as both. They could... Yeah, okay. I just don't see the benefit. But they could get him at a cheaper price. No, I don't know. They're going to be pushing for finals next year. Yeah. They're going to need some experience through the year, some, some extra goals. It'll help. I guess we wouldn't be too bad. I mean, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of big forwards, as we've seen, especially with like those like James Stewart and uh, Tomlinson dominating against Carlton on the weekend. So they could use another small forward, I think. Yeah, and if he's just playing that small forward role, he's pretty dangerous because he's still in kind of trying to play in the midfield this year. And, yeah. And that's when we've seen him deteriorate. But if he's just playing is that, you know, all you have to do, mate, is kick three goals a game. You get five kicks a game and he's going to kick three. Yeah. All right. What's your call on him? This is his last game as a cat? No, um, I think he's going to stay a cat next year. I think he gets another year. Okay. I, I think this is his last game as a cat. 
It's very weekend. It's sad. It's been a hero. All right, so a couple more that will knock off. Uh, Stokes, I don't haven't seen him started in a few weeks now. So he was he was a little line ball to get a game this weekend. I think he still played pretty well in the reserves, but he's thirty now. Yeah. No, if they're going to make a tough call. It's going to be him. Yeah, no, I think he gets his farewell game this week. Is he retiring or is he putting his hands? I think he'll get pushed out the door. And I I don't think he'll play on. But that's just my very uneducated opinion. But I'll ride with it. He's only 30. That's the reason I say that. You could get another two years out of someone like him. Yeah, you could. He's been played with injuries this year. I think, yeah, there won't be a spot for him which are long. So a few more. Mackie. We'll lump these together. Mackie and Bartel. Because I think they'll both come back next year. I think that... I should, probably should look this up whether they're contracted or not, but I, yeah, they're, they're definitely there next year. Yeah, no doubt there. Um, and another two that you could probably could lump together as well would be Kelly and Enright. Can you lump them together? I think one stays, one goes. Okay. Was he in the end of Enright? See, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm going the other way. Really? I'm saying Enright's got another year and Kelly's gone. Really? Although, in saying that, I think Enright's the more replaced. Uh, they're more prepared for Enright to leave with guys that they've blooded like Kolodashny yeah. and a couple of others. So that's interesting, actually, because I would have gone the other way when you said that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I just think Kelly's been playing pretty well this year. He's got another year. Yeah, okay. He's had some injuries, though, Kelly, this year. Yeah. Um, but they're one. both... Uh-huh. The Ned one. Yeah, the split nut. Not yeah. too pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that's, so that's one, two, three, four five, six names that we've mentioned on top of the three that have already retired. So you don't want to see nine turn over your list. Well, you do. You, you do, but you'd usually want that to be through your listings. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many do go. Yeah, it's a week, the, the thing that's going to help these veterans is it's a weak draft as well. So I think yeah. the, fir- the first round's quite strong, but it drops off really quickly, so... Where, yeah, they've got to open up those spots for the draft picks plus the three agents that they mentioned to get though. So yeah, that's that's the question. You know, if you've got three there, they've got to go for um, at least three for the draft, and then you've got to open up another spot for Dangerfield, another spot for Henderson, another spot for Scott Selwood potentially. So you know, you, you're starting to get through that list of players that we've mentioned pretty quickly there. Yeah, and what are these? Oh, these boys would be coming back for the goose eggs as well if they were going to come back. Yeah, good. well, you'd be say you'd be getting them on the cheap, I think. So that's. Probably not. Because they're going to have to pay more up as well. Yeah. Who wants yeah. to stay, which is a big turnaround. Uh, another one today was uh, Stephen Motlop, Stephen Hawking, the uh, footy manager down at Geelong. He came out and said that it looks like Motlop will be staying and he's going to reject rival offers. So that's one that I guess they can lock down at this stage. You'd have to you'd have to think that maybe he, he knows who's coming and that they're promising that if he's going to stay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, one year out of the finals, but you're already saying that they've got a pretty promising future if all goes to plan this free agency period. Yeah, it's just I think they need Hawkins to come back to being a footballer because he wasn't this year. Mm -hmm. He's had a horror year. Mitch Clark sadly didn't turn out too well this year. He sort of disappeared. I don't know what kind of injury he got. It was a... Half a calf that was listed as one to two weeks for about two months now. Yeah. So and that, apparently that is a legitimate injury, but he just hasn't been able to get it right. Okay, it's disappointing. Well, yeah. that's probably enough about Geelong anyway. Well, and yeah, just quickly though, another big one that they will get back who looked really good when he did play this year was Ray Stanley. 
Yep, restart. Look, so, they, they get Duncan back next year as well. Yeah. Like, they, they, I think they'll be playing finals. They'll definitely be playing finals if they get all their... All if their everything men. goes right, yeah. Was it Henderson, Selwood, Dangerfield. They're the big three. Yeah, yeah that's three beards. Yeah, but as you've said, enough... Uh, a, a big week down at Geelong this week with those names that we've mentioned to see how many do put their hand up and get their farewell match, and we'll have to see what what happens. Um, so moving on, the next game of the weekend was GWS demolishing yeah. Carlton. How demolishing. bad? How bad I come? As a as a fan, put your fan hat on. Is this the worst you've ever seen your team? It's it's testing my memory, but I still I still hold that 2003-2004 period with. Dennis Pagan going through the recycled players when we got in blokes like Mike, Mick Martin, Ugh. Digby Morell, David Teague, and just tried to trot out a team. Corey McGrath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just tried to trot out a team of misfits. I still feel like the club was in a worse position then than they are now. Okay. Well, that's all right. If you can have it in recent memory. But, yeah, it was Parkin that came out and said, this is the worst club he's ever seen. Yeah. Well, the worst list he's ever seen, not the worst club, sorry. Yeah, you can't say it's too bad a list when you've got a bloke like Cripps running around. Well, that's it. Uh, he looked really good again on the weekend, but you know he's only one out of 22 blokes, and <laughs> coming this week, it looks like they've only got 25 fit blokes to play, so really? even old mate Liam Jones might get a game. Yeah, that'd be a good farewell game, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, well, this is when he, he, he shines at this time of the period, just to make sure he gets the bloody contract extension. Wow, that one must hurt. Uh, uh, and Trelaw, he's going to be a massive story. It is, it is. He was amazing. He, he was best on for me in that game on the weekend, even though Jeremy Cameron kicked... I was nearly going to say Jeremy Clarkson, but Jeremy Cameron <laughs> kicked six goals and a half, and I thought Trelaw was best on. He, To me, he reminds me a little bit of Brandon Ellis. He's just got that class and strong body through the midfield and going to go forward and kick a few goals. And if those two blokes are playing on the same team next year, it's going to be a pretty formidable midfield. Yeah. Thank God... Brocky's not here to... Yeah, I know. I think his head would have just exploded. So you think you agree that he's going to Richmond? Well, yeah, we may as well touch on that. We've had a Twitter question come in from Andrew Franks. He wants to know what Richmond would have to give up to get Trelaw. Now, just a bit of clarification on this one. Is he unrestricted free agent? Is he a restricted free agent? Or would they have to execute a trade? He's he's restricted free agent. Yeah. And they're going to have to let him walk because Richmond will know that they can't match any offer. So what's to say that Richmond have the cap flexibility to offer him a contract that GWS can't match? Do they? Yeah, I think they would. Because it was the same same situation with Buddy Franklin. He was restricted for agent, wasn't he? Yeah, so that was why that ridiculous contract was executed, so that yeah. it wasn't able to be matched by Hawthorne. So you'll just be seeing Trelaw getting a ridiculous contract. So but, I don't think Richmond going to have to... And the, th- and the thing is with these guys, it's like the same as if they wanted to get traded. I mean, if they if they don't want to be at the club next year, then why would the club match? Exactly. But uh, I think we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, that that's probably the best option for Adelaide to deal with Dangerfield. Yeah, um, for, for Richmond, they can pay. They've got. To, they're gonna to have to pay someone if they're gonna tip tip over to that top four actual Premiership contention. They've yeah. got the list set, so the bloke. I don't think they're gonna lose anyone from this point on, and they've got to sign a star. So pay whatever you have to to make sure GWS don't match him, and that you don't have to give away any assets or any young up and coming guns for Troy. All right. 
Um, straight value, what would he be worth if you did have to execute a trade for him? Would you give up this year's first round pick and next year's first round pick to get Trudor? It's future picks in straight away. Yeah, it's in. So That's it's amazing. able to be traded this year. That's amazing. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Um, but that, actually, in saying that, they can't trade this year's and next year's because you have to make one pick every two years, if I'm not mistaken. One first round pick? Or? Yeah, one first round pick every two years. That stops clubs from trading away. Oh, so it'd be this year's first and next year's second. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, easily. You'd definitely give that up. You would give that much up, Petrolo? What pick are they going to get? Well, it'd be pick 13, 14, around that area. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, mate, I agree. You'd definitely give that up. Um, he was. He didn't go in the draft, did he? Was he like an academy player? No, I think he was in the draft. Uh, 20. It was. Uh, where is he? Got it right here. No, I don't. <laughs> Thought I had his number there. Uh, no, I'm not sure. But anyway, all right, so moving on. What do we got? Uh, Hawthorne, Brisbane. Well, we don't need to delve into this too much, but Hawthorne have probably cemented their spot back at the Premiership favourites. Not that they ever lost it, but yeah. the loss of West Coast. Um, Sydney didn't fire too much noise, and Frio, who knows what they're doing. Well, Hawthorne single-handedly ruined my uh, dream team season by not having anyone play within 10 metres of Tom Rockliffe, which just <laughs> crucified me. Um, so I'm dirty on Hawthorne for that. And they only played three quarters and managed to kick 21 goals, so not a bad effort. Yeah, they're a good team. They're a good team. Um, very interesting games. Next one, North Melbourne Bulldogs. I, I didn't see Bulldogs winning this game. This no. Is, to me, this was an upset. Yeah, I tipped North Melbourne as well. I thought they had more to play for and more experience and Western Bulldogs just continue to surprise me. Bulldogs had more to play for. They're still in a top four contention. So for me, they yeah. had more to play for, but yeah. I just thought Goldstein was going to tear them apart after what happened. Yeah, Jordan Ruffhead is really uh, impressive and, and the way they attacked with the third man up. But yeah, Ruffhead really did well and negated him around the ground. Bulldogs just continuously impressed me mm-hmm. and I love watching them. So they can keep doing it, and I hate watching North. So it was good to see. Yeah, and they won convincingly in the end. I mean, North North uh, made a few runs there in the last quarter, but every time Bulldogs had an answer and they'd kick a goal. And uh, what was interesting to see is one of North Melbourne's best players was actually Sean Higgins from yeah Bulldogs player last year. It'd be there, interesting to see. There was a point in time when there was six goals or seven goals kicked in a row, like for, for North, that was between Waite and Higgins. The recruiting manager would have been with a big, shishy cat smile. Yeah, well, that's, that raises more question marks about North Melbourne than it answers because those two were recruited as players that were supposed to put them over the top as a premiership contender. They've both had great seasons and they're still not in that bracket. Yeah, I think Wells puts them into that top four. You reckon? He's, yeah, he's so important for that team. And I don't think... Well, I, yeah, but they they're can't. not winning a final if he doesn't get back. And they can't, they can't uh, rely on him being around anymore. He limped off on the end of AFL with a calf injury. Exactly. The weekend, I, so. I don't know if he will come back. Apparently, it was, some, it was a different injury. But yeah, I think North are just going to be, uh, they're not going to make an impact. The list never good enough. They've never impressed anyone. I think we'll see them start to decline. Maybe not next year, but the year after. All right, we'll get to our first round finals matchups in a bit, and I'll. Uh, I'll question you then on whether you do see them winning a final. Yeah. But next game up was Essendon taking on Richmond, and the highlight of this game was definitely uh, McKenna's goal at the start of the game. 
to not sure who was more around. excited. No, no, he just ran into an open oh, car and snapped gotcha. it. Oh, gotcha. Not, sure, not sure who, yeah. Not sure who was more excited, McKenna or Joe Danaher. Oh, Joe is just an ugly teenager-looking guy. Yeah, he? he's just he's just that wrapped about footy trip coming up in a few weeks. He just cannot contain his excitement anymore. Richmond ticked a box, and that's something Richmond just haven't done in past years. So yeah. Uh, are Richmond just getting their fans really hopped up for a big, big fall this year, or are they the real deal? Like, I don't can, know. can they make some poison finals? I know that they've definitely got all their fans up and about because I'm sick of hearing about it already, and we're not in September yet. So Yeah. Um, um, so, but you're right in saying that they did get behind at the start of the game, and it was a dirty, dirty night for football. Um, oh, I just didn't even want to watch the game, let alone play. Very happy I didn't end up going to the game. <laughs> yeah, it looked atrocious. Yeah. So they did that. To get out of that game unscathed without any serious injuries and to get the four points. Yeah, and Dempsey uh, taking up a wrestling contract. <laughs> I think he's just signed uh, to versus Ronda Rousey at had. <laughs> that was bad. That was he really bad. He played his last game of Essendon as well, I'd say. You reckon? Yeah. Why? Uh, is he getting suspended for that? Is he getting suspended for that? Yeah, he's getting suspended he got, he got, for that. No, he got, <laughs> he got referred directly to the tribunal, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> It almost could have killed him. I feel sorry for the bloke because he, he honestly knew straight away. He, he it was really good. Done something he, stupid. Like he, the boy, boys were rich. Richmond blokes were trying to fight him. He's yeah. sitting there on the ground, like going, I, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry," and they keep fighting him. It wasn't something that you expect to see in AFL level. It was something you expect to see in bloody under 16s at a local level. Big bully guy accidentally do something and they're trying to forgive for it. Yeah, it was good. It was but good they to see. Shook hands at the end. So. Yeah. And he was, he was really concerned. He went up and chatted to him a few times, but it looks like, uh, well, it was Delito and he played out the rest of the game, so it can't be too bad. Yeah, he's fine. He yeah. played this week. Righto. Um, yeah. Other game Saturday night, my God, this was a bad round, but Gold Coast Suns against Port Adelaide. I know, no, I'm not going to try and bluff my way through this because I know nothing about this game. No, I didn't watch it. I just, we said it time and time again, Port Adelaide, this year's biggest disappointment. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they're stringing games together now. Do you know what, what's shocking about Port Adelaide is that they're likely to end up with 12 wins and miss the final. That's what I mean. They, they made their run just, just a tad too late. Yeah, it's because they're almost shoe-ins to beat. Dollar eleven favourites to beat. Freo now, after Freo, looks like they'll be playing their B team. But, yeah, to win 12 games and not make the finals. I mean, if they just won one of those earlier games, they'd be right in the mix and it's it's disappointing to say because they are another team that could do some serious damage in in September. I, I think we'll talk in the top four this year. They got dealt a very hard draw. Next year, they're going to have a very friendly draw. I think top four is... Yeah. We'll be seeing them top four next year. Yeah, getting back to my favourite topic, which is just ludicrous. I yeah. can't stand the issue, but yeah, the draw. Um, so finishing in that middle pack will definitely help them out next year. Yeah, I'll be putting money on it right now. Um, let's go over to the other Adelaide team, Adelaide West Coast. This, surely this was an upset. You called it. Oh, well, the don't argue. It was an upset for me. I, yeah. for you, so I'm just going to start betting on whatever you call as a don't argue because you've managed to get over 50% strike rate on that, which is very impressive. Maybe I just need to get more ridiculous. <laughs> I know, just go more outlandish in order to pull off. No, but the Bombers might win. From from the first bounce, Adelaide just dominated this big jerker Jenkins, three goals in the first quarter, and it was all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't hurt seeing it. Play the best game away for nothing. <laughs> There's a few of them floating around, isn't there? Wouldn't he be handy, a Ruckman forward? Ugh. Yeah, yeah geez, that's two things that you don't have, a Ruckman and a forward. So yeah. I hope you trade Carlisle for him. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be great to see. That'd be so good. Uh, um, the bottom four in the finals is dangerous. 
I actually can't remember a time, even though both the bottom, two teams in the bottom four made it all the way through last year. last year, yeah. I can't think of a more of a dangerous bottom four. Like, you no. don't play any of them. I mean, as hard as it is to win from the bottom four, because you have to play that extra game no matter what, um, I could see any any team in making the finals this year, I could see making the grand final, which is an incredible thing to say. I can see, I think we'll see one of these bottom four teams make the grand final. I'd love to and see that's that. Exciting. And it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting month that we've got ahead. So. And Dangerfield, if he wins a brand load, does he stay, like, is it just impossible for Adelaide to let him go? <laughs> I don't think, I think Adelaide consider it's impossible to let him go, but they don't have the final say. So, I don't think, I don't think any accolades that he receives this season is going to change his decision. I think his decision is going to be made with his best interests at heart. Yeah. And, I mean, you can, I don't know. I don't think it changes it. Yeah, it's probably done during the year. He's probably signed something. <laughs> uh, what about the What about the Eagles though? What does this game say about them? Is that are they not as good as we think, or have they just got their cue in their rack for a few? Cue in the rack, yeah. I think they're they're priming themselves for a for a grain. They get a few. Great granny run that is, but <laughs> <laughs> they get a few players back this week. They got the Chompers back this week. Chompers, the Bite Man. Oh, <laughs> oh, bastard! Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, bad man. Wellingham will be back next week. Luis Suarez yeah. of the West. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it says too much about them. McGovern looked like he got hurt again, so the, oh. he's key. Keeping him fit yeah. is key. The, actually, what it does say about them is they don't want to be facing any team in the finals with a with a dangerous forward because the backman got exposed. Yeah, and they don't. Yo's really been uh, quelled, having to play that key back role. Yeah, they're missing him as that run off half back and that you know being able to fly for the marks as opposed to having a man up on someone down back. So yeah, they really need to sort themselves out down back so they can release Yo. Because he could be he could be the man of September if they if everything goes right he could really rip a game apart and win a final for him. Absolutely. The next uh, game up is um, St Kilda versus Sydney. Uh, the biggest takeaway from this I think was Buddy getting the red rest. Yeah, yeah, like surely that's planned, but he just seems so shocked that he got the red vest. Yeah, so you said that, and I must have missed it when he got handed the red vest because I had heard after the game that it was planned. From the start, so they said they went to damage control trying to justify it because his reaction when he was handed the red vest. Yeah, that's interesting. So it raises a few eyebrows, and he's obviously not fit. The back's still bothering him. Yeah, they, so I just don't see why you play him in this game unless you. They have to. They have to get some fitness back into him. Yeah. So he'll probably come out next week. Ten. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, get the run under the belt. Few few jabs through he September, and he'll be all right. No, I picked him in the start of the year to win the Coleman, and he just doesn't look likely. Did he kick 50 goals? Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Uh, Has but he kicked the bag? Like, where's that typical buddy game we're seeing? Like, if his back's this bad, and he's on that big of like, longer contract, I'd be starting to get very worried if I was Sydney. Well, I think they should already be worried when they had a contract like that, and the AFL, the AFL's more worried because of the implications it's going to have on Sydney. Um, anything else from this game? I mean, it's a tough way for the Saints to win this, or to end the season after they've had a pretty impressive year. So let's hope that they have a bit of a better performance in round 23. Yeah, it's tough. But uh, St. Kilda have shown enough this year. Like, people would have thought they couldn't win a game. So. Yeah, you're right. All right, so the last game of the round was another 
another blowout uh, for him. What do you mean? This is a blockbuster. People take uh, the next day off. I don't know if it's just. Day. I don't know if it's just me or if there just seems to be more dead rubbers this year than other years. I, I guess this game was televised. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's a bit sad. I guess having the, the, the Did you watch it? No. No. <laughs> uh, I watched the I watched the paint dry on the wall instead. Uh, yeah. It was more entertaining. Yeah. The goldfish. Yeah. I haven't cooked dinner, so really? I must have been bored. Did yeah. Holly get the remote that day? No, I didn't. Holly cook. always gets the remote. <laughs> I didn't cook dinner, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> All lies here. Um, but again, the biggest takeaway, Ross Lyon, straight away after the game, not no Fs given. Just saying, we're playing the B team next week. No one's flying to Adelaide. Well, if that's the case, which is great, they won't have to fly. Like they won't have to fly again until the, if they make a grand final. Is that correct? Yeah. It's, well, if everything goes to plan and they win there, yeah. Because they've obviously got the home uh, qualifying final locked up. They win that, get the home prelim. Don't have to fly until early October, which by then they'll probably be. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Well, I don't know. No, I don't. I it's a problem. smart business decision, and it's a smart, it's the correct decision to make. So people can bitch and whine and moan about it, but at the end of the day, it's the right thing, and he's looking after the players, and he's looking after the team and giving them the best shot to win. And he's done it every other year, hasn't he? He's yeah. done every year. This year he's just said, I've got I'm going to do it. Well, what I did think, I said a few weeks ago, I potentially thought he might spread it out a bit and rest a few players over the last three rounds, but he hasn't chosen it to do it that way. Who are they playing? Port Adelaide. That's what. Oh, okay. Port Adelaide will finish with 12 wins. Because I thought playing Melbourne was rest enough this week. Yeah, I know. They didn't really. They didn't score a goal until half-time, after the second half, right? Like, they definitely put the kill in the rack. It was the first quarter, and I think they kicked it off. Okay, cool. Well, that was lovely. I think it's... (laughs) Lovely. That's not how I expected you to describe that. Oh, I just meant that little uh, around the grounds. You sneak it's a, well, it's back a good, in. It's a good to be able to do this on a Monday. You know, the weekend's fresh. We're, not everyone's sick of the recap from the weekend, so it gives the listeners all three this of them a, a little voice man to... going, "No, Jacob, we're not doing around the grounds." <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> just gave it a massive spray the week I was away, but now we're just slowly coming back to the idea of it. So. I think I'm just push over. You guys do whatever you want. <laughs> You suggested it, mate. No, I didn't suggest anything. He just walked into my apartment and said, we're doing this. This is what we're doing. Get off it. You also suggested a few new segments or just renaming them. So it's uh, Twitter time. We've already done the Twitter question, mate. We only have one Twitter question. (laughs) I didn't say you sourcing any. We have a massive following. Yeah. We only have one Twitter question. Well, there's only one bloke running the Twitter account and we've got a whole lot of five followers. So it's not going too well. But yeah, we've already answered that. So... (laughs) What we were going to get to, so I trust you with running the show, mate, and just force it. You're the host. Falls apart. So what we were going to get to is uh, looking ahead to the first week of the finals because it's almost locked in, and we'll run through the matchups that we're predicting to ah, see in the first a, week of the finals. That's a good idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it gives us a good. Should have written that down. <laughs> gives us a good two weeks to have a look at what we're expecting. Um, so if if everything goes to plan, and uh, there's not. Tell you what, looking at the, wait till we get to better the week. But looking at the betting markets this week, there's not any games that look like better the week. That aren't already decided. <laughs> Money in the bank. Money so. in the bank. All right. So if everything goes to plan, the first qualifying final, which would be the Friday night game, would be Fremantle taking on Sydney over in the West. Mm. Um, 
Ratings will be up on that one. And then I would also be predicting that the Saturday afternoon game would be the first elimination final, Richmond taking on North Melbourne at the G. Uh, Saturday night, West Coast versus Hawthorne at Domain Stadium as well. And then the Sunday afternoon game would be the Western Bulldogs taking on Adelaide at what says on afl.com.au to be Eddie Had Stadium. But you believe that Gill's come out and said that the game will be at the G? Yeah, I, I was pretty sure he did come out and say there'd be no game at Eddie Had in round one, and especially with two games over in the West. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, AFL's contradicting well, itself, or it needs, it needs to get its media department well, we sorted out. Well, we know the past weeks. I'm usually not too wrong with these things, so... That's, that's a vital fact, whether whether that game, Western Bulldogs, Adelaide, is going to be at the G or Etihad, because if it's at Etihad, back in the dogs, yeah. if it's at MCG, I think I'd go with the cross. Really? Okay, so you want to go through predictions in this game. Dockers, Sydney. I'm predicting I won't be watching that game. First final, Friday night. Yeah. Mate, you run a podcast <laughs> <laughs> purely on AFL, and you're not watching one of the biggest games of the year. Alright, watch it. <laughs> Do you enjoy watching Dockers in Sydney? Uh, it's not top of my list. I just don't, you'll love this, but I don't like watching. I don't like watching games at Domain Stadium. I'm very much a visual man, and the, where the game is played at <laughs> is a massive influence on how much I grass. enjoy the game. Yeah. ANZ Stadium's top of my list. Domain Stadium's probably number two. Maybe it's just because I have bad memories of Carlton going over there and getting flogged. Well, they're, every getting time. A new, they're building a new stadium just for you. Oh, that's good. I hope they good. call it Jacob. He's a little whiner. Look, it's all—it's a visual game, and if anyone wants to improve the quality of the content it's putting out, they'll take these little criticisms on board. I'm sure they're listening. Yeah, yeah. they should be. You that, Gil? Who are you picking to win that game? Uh, Dockers. <sighs> I'm going to go Dockers purely because it's home as well. That's a tough game, though. No, I changed my I think Sydney are going to come out. I think Franklin is going to run rapid on that big oval. He's free. He'll have, he'll have room to move. He's, got, he's wearing a back brace, mate. 20-pound back brace. No, he's kidding. Larry Bird. He's borrowed Larry Bird's from the 1980s. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Uncle Drew. He's just pretending to be this old old man all of a sudden. Then he'll just be dunking and kicking yeah, we'll bombs from 60. Yeah. So, Sydney. I'm going Sydney. You just change your tune pretty quickly, but all right. Well, I don't think about it. That's why. You just didn't want to go the same as me. No? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going for the next game? Um, so the Sunday other game, Richmond, North Melbourne, I think. Oh, this is getting back to our earlier point of whether North Melbourne will actually win a final this year. And if they're matched up against Richmond at the G, I just cannot see Richmond blowing another finals chance. I think that's, this is the year that they finally do win, win a final. This is the hardest thing for me to say, but I think Richmond are going to win a final. <laughs> We'll, just have, to, we'll, have, to, we'll have to edit that part out. I can't believe that was recorded. Brocky hear that. Yeah. I, if Richmond lose that, they should merge with another club or like oh. just kick themselves out of the league. Like if they can't win a, a final against North Melbourne. Yeah, I tell you what, the Tiger Army will be up and about that. Uh, 2013 elimination final against Carlton. I've never seen an army so up and about than the Richmond blokes behind before that game. Yeah, if Richmond do win the final, I, I might go overseas for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's probably the best. I work in Richmond, and I don't want to be going in there. Will this be? And it's potentially depending on how the matchups work out, but it's potentially their only only game in Melbourne up until the grand final. So uh-huh. the army will be out in force. Um, so the Saturday night game, West Coast Hawthorne over in Domain. Who are you picking in this one? This will be that'll be a belter of a game. I'll watch that. One. That'll be a belter. Yeah. Um, who are you picking up? 
both on. Oh, really? West Coast will smash them. <laughs> All right, done, done. And so Western Bulldogs Adelaide, I've already said, depending on the, where the game is, that'll sway my tip in this one. That'll do, that's a game I'm interested in. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Should be interesting. Oh, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Jenkins is jumping around. Jenkins. The man that got the way. <laughs> um, Adelaide. Lloyd, Lloyd Adelaide, I think. Oh, I, I can't. Adelaide are the danger the team in September. I want them to win. They're well, all danger teams. They keep downing the Bulldogs and they keep winning, so I'd like to see them win. They're my team for September, the Bulldogs. I think they'll bring in Tom Boyd. Uh, Tom Boyd of seven. Forward, I forgot he even plays. They've yeah, got this bloke playing getting seven million dollars. They're sitting pretty in the top eight. It worked out alright. Griffin ended up doing his knee, didn't he? Not even playing. Not ACL though. He escaped ACL injury. Okay. But done for the season. Right. Wow. So that's what we think will happen in round one of the finals. Oh, so what are we doing now? Well, now you can go back to your run sheet where you've got your new segment names that you've spent all afternoon. Spent a whole afternoon on there. Getting yeah. them ready. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Twitter time. We've already we've already gone through that. I had a little little sound clip for that as well so ruin that well you can go back to it when we mentioned it I mentioned it oh, I have to get the editing still there well, right. to say. Uh, Money in the Bank this is our replacing bet of the week sponsored by Medibank no sponsored by Medibank <laughs> one day plenty, uh, of, plenty of flair in that yeah so hopefully I'll figure out how to put the sound clip in and when I'm listening to this after I put it up there's a sound clip <laughs> Oh, yeah, so there won't be any sound clips, so don't look out for one. Don't rewind it, because there probably won't be there. There might be. <laughs> Put some money on it. Right, right, what do you got for your bet of the week? Oh, this, money is, a, the this, is, a, this is a tasty little bet. I might put a full $5 on this one. Uh, we've got Geelong to win between 1 to 39 points, paying $3.20. Why do you like that? Why do I like that? Boys are playing for their career. Adelaide have secured a final spot. Um, so they won't be wanting to go in hard. They'll be their heads thinking next week. Um, and Geelong has got embarrassed last week. So we saw what happened to Collingwood when they got embarrassed the week before. They came out and beat Geelong. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think Geelong will win. Right. Thanks three three twenty. I had just seen. Oh, I've got my bet of the week. My bet of the week is uh, Carlton under fifty eight point five points against Hawthorne, paying a dollar eighty eight, and that's criminal because. Carlton will be lucky to kick two goals for the game. Yep, the Colton are paying a dollar one. Dollar one to win. <laughs> Guess oh. how much Carlton over 40 is paying? How much? 201 to 1. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. The line's already at 75 and a half. Uh. Uh, another one that just caught my eye that I don't mind actually is uh, GWS paying a dollar 38 beat Melbourne or 18 points at the line. I would back GWS at the line all day. Okay. I'm glad you do that. <laughs> why? 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 Because Melbourne have been horrendous in the last few weeks, and I think GWS are a good team. They could also finish the season on 12 wins, which would be great for them. Good on them. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. All right. What's up next on your run sheet? Uh, why? I thought you actually had a run sheet. I, I, I want, I'm sending this out to the Twitter sphere or Facebook followers mm-hmm. um next week we're going to be going through some season awards um some so the first annual undrafties oh i like that the undrafties <laughs> purely the stolen but all right is it really yeah we might go there <laughs> okay um yeah so some of the awards we're going to be handing out as most improved 
uh, best recruit and super sub. So send in your nominations. So a couple of left field awards that we've just we think should be in place. Uh, if you've got any other suggestions, send them through, and we'll have some nominations. Do you have a few example nominees for most improved? Oh, most improved. It's got to be Liam Jones. Yeah, he'd be up there. <laughs> yeah. Elliot Yao. Elliot Yao, that's a good one. Uh, who else? What about Jack Stephen? His first half of the year was really good. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, a couple others. I don't know. A bit of dead air, yeah. You so, got any there? Uh, we'll, we'll get to it next week. Yeah. Any, any jump off the page for best recruit? No, he really put me on the spot here. Best recruit. Higgins was good on the weekend. Yeah, so Higgins has been be good. Um, Frawley, he missed a few games through injury, so probably not Frawley. I don't Frawley. think he's had a great year. Either's Ryder. Like he should, probably should have been up there. No. Um, Taylor, Taylor Hunt for Richmond. probably Surprisingly, he yeah, played he, every he game might, for the year. Maybe the most res- surprising recruit of the year, that's for sure. Yeah, he'll, he'll get a nomination, that's for sure. Earn himself another contract. That's super subs, any, anyone ever mind that? Well, maybe Dane Beams for recruiter of the year. He was impressive until he got injured at the end of the year. Yeah, he might take out the cup down. We'll have to see. Board. We'll get to that next week. And super sub, I've got, I don't want to give mine away. Don't want to give it away. Really? Yeah. So there's a few. Caleb Daniel comes to mind, just came on as a sub in his first game. Little helmet head, just dominated the second half, racked up plenty of possessions, kicked a crucial goal. Played sub for a few more games as well. We'll call this the Daniel Jan Syracuse Award. Yeah, How's that? I like it. Yeah, it's a good one, huh? Yeah, that is a good one. All right, so that's uh, that's what you can look forward to next week. Um, but this week we can wrap up, unless you had anything else you want to add. No, no, all good. Wrap up with everyone's favourite segment, They Don't Argue. Ah, They Don't Argue. So we don't even have to throw to Brocky right now, who wouldn't have one prepared. <laughs> I've taken Brocky's place this week. I don't have one prepared. How do you not have one prepared? What have you been doing all day? Working. No, you surprisingly. don't work. No, I don't. All right. Um, I don't argue this week is that. Oh, you are. You're an embarrassment to the podcast. Yeah, I know. What's yours? Uh, what's, okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, this week, Hogan is going to kick seven goals. Uh, and he's going to wrap up the Rising Star Award. Jeepers. Okay. Jeepers. <laughs> We're really missing Flog of the Week. Yeah, it's, it's dull at this time. <laughs> right. Uh, my don't argue is that. This and that's all we have time for this week. So thanks for listening. And uh, remember to get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter. Hit us up on... Follow us on iTunes and... <laughs> Thanks for listening.